John the Baptist is in prison. He is awaiting his execution. He is beginning to wonder if he's followed the right man. That's how our passage in Matthew chapter 11 begins at verse 2. John the Baptist tells his disciples, Go ask Jesus if he really is the one. Is he really the Lamb of God? This is an important moment in the life of John the Baptist because he's never been uncertain about the identity of Jesus as the Messiah. Even when in the womb, John the Baptist knew who Jesus is. Just like in the Old Testament when David danced before the Ark of the Covenant and asked, how can the Ark of the Lord come unto me? John the Baptist danced within the womb of Elizabeth when Mary, pregnant with Jesus, approached, and Elizabeth said, How is it the mother of my Lord should come unto me? The technical word for that is parallelism, something that occurred in the Old Testament is then found in the New Testament, but it is fuller, it is complete in its nature. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Old Covenant carried the law of God. It was the written representation of God's holiness. In the New Testament, the Ark of the New Covenant, also known as Mary, carried God himself in the person of Jesus in all of his holiness, complete and full in the incarnation dwelling among us. Then, just as David danced before the partial manifestation of God, John the Baptist danced before the complete manifestation of God, Jesus, the Messiah, still waiting to be born. Then when Jesus was of adult age and entering into his public ministry by being baptized, John the Baptist saw Jesus approaching and said to all those that were around, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist from his days in the womb until his day of arrest knew exactly who Jesus is. Jesus is the Messiah. But now... He is about to die. John the Baptist is having a crisis of faith. So he tells his disciples, go and ask Jesus, are you really the one? I'm about to die here. Are you really the Messiah? Rome has not been overturned. The people are still under oppression. The great throwing off of the foreign power has not happened. Are you really the Messiah, the one we were promised? The disciples of John the Baptist go and they ask Jesus the questions. Jesus, in reply, gives a gentle answer. There is no judgment, no words of what is wrong with you. You have to believe. You must have faith. None of the ways that people, people who are trying to be good Christian people, often respond to others when they're having crises of faith. Not at all. Instead, Jesus only directs the disciples to what they see and what they hear. Before going on any further, what does that mean for you and me today? God can handle your questions. God will not rebuke you for your questions. God will not judge you for your questions. God will not reject you for your questions. God will not see your faith being challenged and cut you loose to fend for yourself. God will not give you the empty words of, do not lose your faith when you are struggling to believe. How did Jesus respond? Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. 
Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Why are these the proofs that Jesus points to? Why are these the proofs that Jesus has as his Messiahship? Because that's what the prophet predicted. The blind received their sight, Isaiah 29:18. The lame walk, Isaiah 35:6. The lepers are cleansed, Isaiah 53:4. The deaf hear, Isaiah 29:18, 35:5, 42, 42:18. The dead are raised, Isaiah 26:19. The poor hear the gospel of salvation, Isaiah 61:1. Yes, the Messiah is here. Yes, I am the Messiah. Take heart, your faith is not in vain. And that's the second thing we must learn from our passage. Much to the surprise of the first century Jews and the continued surprise of many Christians even today, the kingdom of God is not an old Burger King commercial and we do not all get it our way. Whether it is the belief that God is going to fight for us like the early Jews thought the Messiah would throw off Roman rule or another false notion, we must align ourselves with what God says he is doing, not complain and be distraught that he's not doing what we expect and want for him to do. Maybe you expect an easier life because of being a Christian, but Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. Maybe you find the words of those folks on TV promising that God will make you rich to be enticing, but Jesus said, sell everything and give it to the poor in order to be his disciple. Maybe you think resisting sin will be easier as a Christian, but in Hebrews it says even God's priests are beset with sins and must seek God's mercy. Maybe you think you do not need to be with other believers. Lone Ranger Christianity will suffice for you. But the Bible says in so many different places that Christianity is completely organized around the principle of our meeting together in community and mutual support for one another. These examples can go on, go on and on, but you get the point. We are responsible to what God promises and expects from us, not what we want for, for him to do for us. What does John the Baptist teach us today? Do not be ashamed of doubt or fear asking God's questions. God will answer gently. But when God answers, we must be willing to hear God for what he has to say, not for what we want to hear. And then Jesus will say, blessed are you who is not offended by me. Amen.